हेलो डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह दिस साइड लेट अस स्टार्ट चैप्टर सेवन सिक्योरिटी इन द कॉन्टेम्प्रेरी वर्ल्ड फर्स्ट वी डिस्कस ओवरव्यू ऑफ द चैप्टर इन रीडिंग अबाउट वर्ल्ड पॉलिटिक्स वी फ्रीक्वेंटली एनकाउंटर दर्म्स सिक्योरिटी और नेशनल सिक्योरिटी do we know what these terms mean often they are used to stop debate and discussion we hear that an issue is a security issue and that it is vital for the well being of the country the implication is that it is too important or secret to be debated and discussed openly we see movies in which everything surrounding national security is shadowing and dangerous security seems to be something that is not the business of the ordinary citizen in the democracy surely this cannot be the case as citizens of democracy we need to know more about the term security what exactly is it and what are india's security concerns this chapter debates these questions it introduces two different ways of looking at security and highlights the importance of keeping in mind different contexts or situations which determine our view of security now let us discuss what is security as it its most basic security implies freedom from threats human existence and the life of a country are full of threats does that mean that every single threat counts as a security threat every time a person steps out of his or her house there is some degree of threat to their existence and way of life our world would be saturated with security issues if we look such a broad view of what is threatening those who study security therefore generally say that only those things that threaten core values should be regarded as the being of interest in discussions of the security whose core value values though the core values of the country as a whole the core values of ordinary women and men in the street do governments on be- behalf of citizens always have the same notion of core values as the ordinary citizen furthermore when we speak of threats to core values how intense should the threats be surely there are big and small threats to virtually every value we hold dear can all those threats be brought into the understanding of security every time another country 
does something or fails to do something this may damage the core values of one's country every time a person is robbed in the streets the security of the ordinary people as they live their daily lives is harmed yet we would be paralyzed if we took such an extensive view of security everywhere we look the world would be full of dangers so we are brought to our conclusion security relates only to extremely dangerous threats threats that could so endanger core values that those values would be damaged beyond repair if we did not do something to deal with this situation having said that we must admit that security remains a slippery idea for instance have societies always had the same concepts of security it would be surprising if they did because so many things change in the world around us and at any given time in the world history do all societies have the same conception of security again it would be a amazing if 650 crore people organized in nearly 200 countries had the same conception of security let us begin by putting the various notions of security under two groups the first is traditional and the second is non traditional conceptions of security the first is traditional notions external most of the time when we read and hear about the security we are talking about the traditional national security conceptions of security in the traditional conception of security the greatest danger to a country is from military threats the source of this danger is another country which by threatening military action endangers the core values of sovereignty independence and territorial integrity military action also endangers the lives of the ordinary citizens it is unlikely that in a war only soldiers will be hurt or killed quite often ordinary men and women are made targets of war to break their support of the war in responding to the threat of the war a government has three basic choices to surrender to prevent the other side from attacking by the promising to raise the costs of the war to an unacceptable level and to defend itself when war actually breaks out so as to deny the attacking countries its objective and to turn back or defeat the attacking forces altogether 
governments may choose to surrender when actually confronted by war but they will not advertise this as a policy of the country therefore security policy is concerned with preventing war which is called deterrence and with limiting or ending war which is called defense traditional security policy has a third component called balance of power when countries look around them they see that some countries are bigger and stronger this is a clue to who might be a threat in the future for instance a neighboring country may not say it is preparing for attack there may be no obvious reason for attack but the fact that this country is very powerful is a sign that at some point of in the future it may choose to be an aggressive governments are therefore very sensitive to the balance of power between these countries and other countries they do work hard to maintain a favorable balance of the power with other countries especially those close by those with whom they have differences or with those they have had conflict in the past a good part of maintaining a balance of power is to build up one's military power although economic and technological power are also important since they are the basic for military power a fourth and related component of traditional security policy is alliance building an alliance is a coalition of states that coordinate their actions to deter or defend against military attack most alliances are formalized in written treaties and are based on a fairly clear identification of who constitutes the threat countries form alliances to increase their effective power related to another country or alliance alliances are based on national interests and each change when national interests change for example the us backed the islamic militant in afghanistan against the soviet union in 1980s but later attacked them when al qaeda a group of islamic militants led by osama bin laden launched terrorist strikes against america on 11th september 2001 in the traditional view of the security then most threats to a country's security come from the outside its borders that is because the international system is a rather brutal arena in which there is no central authority capable of controlling behavior within a country the threat of the violence is regulated by an acknowledged central authority the government in world politics there is no acknowledged central authority 
that stands above everyone else. It is tempting to think that United Nations is, the, is such an authority or could become such an institution. However, as presently constituted, the U United Nations is a creature of its members and has authority only to the extent that the membership allows it to have authority and obeys it. So, in world politics, every country has to be responsible for its own security. With this, we end our lectures here. Thanks for listening. <laughs>